0: If you have your Bible, so I want you to turn to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3. We're going to finish off what we started this morning. We're all familiar. This is a telescope prayer. Paul is praying to the church. He's praying to the believers here. And as he's praying, remember, he's praying for the strength of the inner man. And out of that starts to flow all these other requests that he makes in his prayer. We looked at, uh, he prayed that the inner man would be strengthened. He prayed that the inner man man would uh, uh, be uh, passionate about the power that he has within him. Talking about the Holy Spirit. And tonight, very quickly, we're going to be picking up in verse number 18. We're going to see the purpose of his prayer why Paul was praying this prayer. And so if you have your Bibles, Ephesians 3, starting in verse number 18, this is what the Word of the Lord says. It says, uh, having said all that, he says, now here's, here's the purpose for that, that they may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God. Then in verses 20 through 21, he closes the prayer. And this is how he closes the prayer out. Now unto him that is able. Aren't you glad tonight that we have a God who is able? He says that now unto him that is able to do some things. No, that's not what it says. To do exceedingly abundant above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Well, that one verse, man, we could preach for days on that one right there. He closes the prayer and he closes with confidence. He says, I'm praying this prayer. And he says, because I'm praying it to the one who is able to do accordingly uh, what you can even imagine. He says, because of the power that's in us, the Holy Spirit that we talked about this morning, because of the Holy Spirit, uh, we can see Him uh, do things that we never thought we would be able to see Him do. I'm, I'm telling you, uh, when you get in, when you get in uh, and, and realize what you have in Christ Jesus and when you are passionate about your prayer life and, and when you want all that you can get from Him that, and when you're passionate about that and when you understand that He wants uh, nothing but the best for you, I'm telling you, you will see God do some things that will set you back on your heels and the only thing you can say is, oh, praise His holy name. Oh, praise His holy name. And many of us have seen God answer some prayers. Many of us prayed. And, and even though we were wanting that, if we were real honest, it kind of knocked us back, didn't and it? And says, whoa, wow, man, He really did answer it. Oh, we should be people that expect Him to answer our prayers and to answer in accordance to His will, His timetable. And then He goes on and says... Having said all that, he says, And to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all the ages and the world without end. Amen. Amen. So very quickly tonight, we're going to look at, first of all, we're going to look at what was the purpose of the prayer. Well, we see uh, that he uses that word comprehend. Comprehend. He says, uh, here's what I'm praying for you, saints. I'm praying that you would comprehend. Now, that word comprehend is also another word that can go alongside it, and that's apprehend. Now, the word comprehend means uh, to grasp, to grab hold of. Now, comprehend means menly speaking, okay? But then you see the word uh, apprehend. Apprehend means to lay hold of. What, What are we trying to say here? Paul is saying, not only do I want you to understand what you have, not only do I want you to understand the power that's within you, not only do I want you to understand that he will give according to his riches, but he says, I want you to apprehend, mean to take hold of. And so here, oh, and we talked about it, Rachel has already alluded to it, and we've talked many times about this, is that when we have your children, but it's not just for our children, it's for every one of us. When we come to a passage like John three sixteen, that was their theme. John 3:16. I dare say that many of you the first memory verse that comes to mind is John 3:16. Everybody knows John 3:16 and, and and we can we can comprehend that, all right? We we can say, "Oh yes, I understand that God loved the world and I can understand that he sent his only son. I understand that oh well, I'm not going to perish. I understand that I have eternal life." And that's good. We, we need to be able to comprehend that. But it goes a step further, does it mean? We need to be able to apprehend or, 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 or grab hold of that and make it real to us. Not just up here, but down here. That's the reason why Paul says that uh, he wants the inner man to be strengthened. And so how do we know that? See, it changes the way you look at John 3, 16. Now, understand, I'm not trying to change the Word of God. I'm, I'm not saying that. But now when I look at it, when I know I have apprehended and gone past comprehending, I will look at that verse and say, For God so loved me. God loved me. And because He loved me, He sent His only Son for me. And not only that I believe, but I, I am not going to perish and I have everlasting life. Do you see where we go from comprehending to apprehending? And that's what the church, the church needs more today is we have the knowledge, okay? We, we, we have it up here. But What Paul was praying to the church at Ephesus and what we need to be praying for one another. By the way, he was, he was praying for others that we will grab hold of that and apprehend that and come to understand it's really true. It's really true. God loved me while I was yet a sinner. and He sent His Son for me. I can't get over the fact. I, and I know I've, I've been preaching it and, and, and I've, been, uh, I've been saved for quite some time, but I'm just to be honest with you, it still throws me back when I start to really sit down and ponder upon that, that there's somebody who loves me that much, that they would die for me, for me. And I can go ahead and give you my past, just like many of you can. And, when, and that does it not blow your mind? That's the reason why they call it amazing love. It's amazing to me that somebody loved me that much that they died for me. Oh, by the way, they died not when I got my act together. They died while I was yet a sinner. And so uh, that's what Paul is talking about. He says that they may comprehend. Now, notice also in his prayer, he's also making allude, alluded to the fact of love, that we can comprehend the love that Jesus Christ has extended to us. But now, he says, I also want you to comprehend, I also want you to grasp, I also want you to grab hold of the fact that he wants you to live 4D. Say, now, well, what are you talking about here? You meant 3D. No, 4D. Now, we understand what 3D, you know, 3D television, and all that kind of stuff. And remember, I guess they still have it, that uh, when it first came out that uh, you would go to a 3D movie and you get those uh, silly looking glasses. Y'all remember that? And you put them on and it's like, whoa. <laughs> you know, it's wearing, you're right there. We, wherever, I can't remember where I was, but it was an underwater scene. And it had fish. And, and I knew. now I knew this was a movie. I knew that these glasses were supposed to enhance everything. But I still put those things on. And just like you did, when that fish started coming towards me, I started going back. Y'all did it too, didn't you? Why? Because it was right there, up close and personal. But notice here. He's gone beyond that. He don't, doesn't want us to live 3D lives. He wants us to live 4D lives. How does he say it? He says that I want you uh, to comprehend with all the saints that is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. He says, I want you to live 4D. I want you to understand that what the Lord Jesus has put into you, if you utilize it, it will change your life into a way that you never thought would be possible. It blows your mind. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm not going to mention any names, but I got a call this afternoon. And the call was a dear brother. He says, Bishop, That's another story in itself, okay? He said, Bishop, he said, "Uh, I just got a call. And I said, oh, okay. And he had made a a prayer request in class about his work schedule. He got a call this afternoon that it got worked out to where now he can be Where he really wants to be, and that's in the house of the Lord. Whoa, glory to God! And so he was, my, I was rejoicing and I, I was ready to go ahead and, and break it down, you know, but I can't, my back's hurt. But, uh, and, I, and, I, and he said, man, it's a, it, it just kind of like, I can't believe it. And I said, oh, I understand that. But that's what I have I, I us I to realize. When we get past comprehend and apprehending, when we pray, we shouldn't be surprised when he answers. Oh, that'll preach right there. And so he says, I want you to live a 4D life. I want you to understand the breadth, the length, the the depth, and the height. I want you to get it all. And, And this life that he wants to give you is a life that will blow your mind. You will see the manifest power of the Holy Spirit working in your life to where we're just getting used to God doing what he said he was already going to do. We're not asking Him something that He hasn't already promised us. He's promised that He will give us according to His riches. He also has told us that He will uh, do far more than you realized. Oh, I don't know about you, but I'm sure glad I serve a God who wants to give us an abundant life, a victorious life, a life that will transform us and that where others will look at us and see, I want something that he has. And could it be that's the reason why we're not making an impact is because we are not utilizing the wealth that's already been deposited in us by the Holy Spirit. Okay? So that's the purpose. This goes on. And and we see that he says that past knowledge. What's he mean by that? He wants us to get past the knowledge. And now you've got to have knowledge, right? And we want to know more of Christ. But it's interesting to me is that when I act on what I already know, watch this, When He gives me what I... And and I already am acting upon the knowledge that I do have, then He will give more knowledge to me. But don't be surprised that if you're not acting on what the knowledge that you have now, why do you expect Him to give you more? You're not even doing uh, what you're supposed to be, what the knowledge He's already given you. Is anybody following me tonight? Do you understand here? He says... That we need to live forty lives, but in uh, in chapter three of Ephesians, uh, verse number eight, it says and calls them the unsearchable riches, unsearchable riches. I watch this show every once in a while. Pool kings. Anybody else watch that show? Pool kings. I have no idea why I watch this. Because all the pools that they built, I cannot afford. Matter of fact, I was talking to somebody and I said, you notice one thing, at least I haven't realized it, they never discuss price. You ever notice that? They come and say, hey, what would you like? And so they say, we'd like to have this, we'd like to have this, like that. Okay, and they draw up the plans, they show them the plans, Okay, is this what, kind of what you're looking for? Yep, that's what we want. Okay, never once have I heard them talk about price. That would be the first thing I'm going to ask. How much is this going to cost? But then I realized, I'm talking elaborate pools, man, resort pools. Someone told me like this, if you have to ask how much, you probably can't afford it anyway. All <laughs> right. So, it still bugs me though. I want to know how much that pool cost. <laughs> and 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 so uh, so uh, I started thinking about that. Here the, the scripture tells us his unsearchable riches. He talks about according to his riches. Now, if you're going to build a pool, you probably would want to know the price up front. But my dear friend, what we have, the wealth that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't have to ask how much it costs. You already know the cost. It cost Him His very life on Calvary's cross. And because of the price He paid, you don't have to worry about how much it costs because it's already been paid for. Oh, glory to God! It's already been taken care of. So ask away. Hey, he does he has inside uh, he has funds that are unlimited. He will deposit in you everything you need to be able to live the life that he's intended for you to live. As long as you are doing what he's told you to do, as long as you're obedient, as long as you're putting yourself under him and placing yourself in the position for you to be blessed, he will continue to bless you beyond your will wildest imaginations. Church, what would we do if we started operating exactly this prayer that Paul preached or prayed? We're wealthy. We have everything we need. We no longer have an excuse not to do what the Lord Jesus Christ has commanded us to do. We're just not acting upon it. And that's where Paul says, I want you not only to comprehend, but I want you to apprehend. Yeah. Grab hold of it. I'm telling you, when I first met my, uh, my wonderful wife, and I talked her in to marry me. <laughs> it cost me a little bit too, but no. We didn't have any money, man. I told her, I said, you know you're going to marry a preacher. She said, yeah. I said, you know there's some liabilities to that. She says, I understand. I said, but I will tell you one thing. As long as we're obedient to do what God has called us to do, let's just go ahead, hang on, because it's going to be a wild ride. And it has been a ride. And there's been some heartaches along the way. There's been some difficulties along the way, but I would not change one thing about my journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so here he goes and he talks about being fully. Now, notice here he says that he wants us to fulfill the purpose. He's wanting them to fulfill the purpose. What's the purpose? To do God's will. What is the purpose? To be rooted and grounded in God's love. What's the purpose? For us, not only to comprehend, to apprehend what He has in store for us. So what does that mean? That means that we are to be full of Him. That's what it means. Now, before we get to that, remember we talked about the divine nature. Now, I noticed, and and I did some research, nature does not like a vacuum. What do I mean by that? Air and water. If there's an an empty spot, air and water will fill it up. If you don't realize that, you should talk to Chris about this roof. (laughs) You can have a leak on the far side of this church, but it'll come out on this side. Uh, Water will find an empty spot. Are y'all understanding this? If there's an empty spot, air will fill that up. So what's he talking about here? He's talking about being filled with the fullness of God. He's saying that because of our divine nature, Paul is saying that, that the, the nature that's within us wants to fill in the empty spots. Got any empty spots? You got some areas that you've, you're still struggling with? you got some uh, situations or uh, maybe it's a, a problem with your anger or jealousy, whatever the case may be, that would be an empty spot. And here's what, the divine nature that's in you wants to fill that up. That's what he's talking about here. We, he wants us to be full to its fullest, With the Lord Jesus Christ, okay, is this making sense to you? And so he goes and he says, uh, "Fill it with." uh, Here's how it should read, or, or or the translation: "Filled with all the fullness of God, the Holy Spirit." The Holy Spirit wants to fill every part, every area of your life. Now, here's what happens. Sometimes we put categories in our life. We, we got to okay this is my business end and this is my work and okay that's my little world there for eight hours a day or however long it is but then I have my social life you know what I'll enjoy doing going playing golf or going fishing whatever and, and so that's my recreation area and then here's my area over here it's that's my church life okay and and, and so I, I' do my church thing like that well what we need to understand is he doesn't want bits and pieces of your life he wants all of your life and that's what he's taught see the prayer that Paul's praying Paul says I'm praying that you will feel you will be filled with all the fullness of God or the Holy Spirit in your life now wait a minute brother mine. I thought you th- said we were already complete Colossians chapter 2 tells us that we are complete in the Lord Jesus Christ that's exactly right when you got saved you got full of the Holy Spirit right Right? It's okay to talk to the preacher. We, okay. That is positionally speaking. Positionally speaking, we got everything we need. Here's where our problem lies in putting it into practice. That's what this prayer is all about. It's not that you get... You, 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 can't, you can't get to full, full. You, you can only get full. Once you're full, you're full, Right? And they say, how do you know that? Well, get you a glass, pour it, fill it up. You ain't going to get no more in there, right? Why? Because it's full. So you're full of the Holy Spirit, right? Positionally speaking, but practically, you're not putting it into practice. You're not putting it into practice. Because there's that little area of your life that you have not totally surrendered to Him. i I, I got this kind of tucked away. And that divine nature in you wants to fill that spot. That was Paul's prayer to the church at Ephesus. It should be a prayer for Hillcrest Baptist Church that every one of us that are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ... Realize the power that we have. Operate on the passion that we should have. And understand the purpose of why we're here. To be full of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit have total control over our lives. The problem is not that we need more Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit needs more of us. And so here, verse 20 through 21, he closes the prayer. And he closes it. And as he's closing the prayer, it's like he's also reminding them once again of what he's already said. He says, now I'm praying to the one who is able to do what I just prayed for. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? Yes, sir. He is able to to fill you. He's able to work through you. He's able. God is able to do what He's asked us to do and what He's commanded us to do. The question that we must answer tonight is, are we willing to do it? Now, how do we go about? Remember when Abraham was promised the land the Lord talked to him and he says, Abraham walked the length, walked the breadth. Abraham heard the promise and he stepped out in faith. Didn't know where he was going, he just knew to go. And the Lord says, You just walk, I'll do the rest. My dear friend, for us to be able to accomplish what Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus is is that we have to step out in faith. But not only step out in faith, but to walk in faith. Lord, don't know what's waiting for me, but if I know I'm obedient to you, it's going to be good. Lord, I don't know where you want to take us as a church, but we're a people of faith, and we're stepping out in faith. And Lord, we're ready to follow You wherever You tell us to go. And we're ready to do whatever You've told us to do. See, it all comes back down to your faith. Are you walking in faith tonight? That's a hard thing to do sometimes, is it not? Because we always want to kind of look around and say, Okay, what's coming up? One of the things I found out, and I haven't always been obedient, is that every time I step in in faith, He's always been there every step of the way. Every time I stepped out in faith, He's been faithful. But watch this. Even when I didn't step out in faith, He was faithful. God is faithful to do more abundantly than we've asked for Him to do. He says, I got things in store for you that you're going to miss if you're not walking in faith. I don't know about you, but I want every blessing that God has for me. I don't want to miss a single one. But I'm going to have to continue to be faithful to do what he's told me to do. And I have to totally surrender to him and say, Lord, I belong to you. You call the shots. I follow.